My name's Jen Yuchin. And I'm Ari Fox. And we're New Gaming News, a bi-weekly podcast and newsletter focused on the esports and gambling industry. Alright, so two articles actually reference this whole deal, but the former NBC cable chief, Rogers, uh, launches Engine Media, focusing on live TV, news, esports, and gaming. And the reason I bring this up is because they also mentioned gambling and the rapid growth. So the former NBC Cable Chief Rogers launches Engine Media. So WinView is also a part of this, and WinView is a paid entry gaming mobile app for real-time sport TV viewing viewership, offering rewards and prizes, and they own patents that go beyond its current business, extending to sports gambling, which is seeing rapid growth. So they go to say sports betting will be significant, or esports betting will be significant, but you won't touch anywhere near as as many people with the opportunity of social games of skill that are cash generating. And you kind of talk about that a lot. Um... And this other company, Torque, they also own a video gaming data research company, Stream Hatchet, which measure, measures engagement across esports competitions on Twitch and other platforms. So this kind of hits everything, and Rogers will be the executive chairman of the new company, Engine Media, which is what they're talking about in this article, which stands for Esports, News, Skin, Gaming, Interactive Network, and Enterprises. Uh, you know, so you know, they're digging I, I, their toes into all of this. Well, you know, that basic, what does that show to tell us? I guess that tells us a few things. Uh, and I could tell you a little bit more about the Torque company because they were doing it in, in tandem with Torque. Is that correct? Yeah, I can tell you all three. It's, um, Torque Esports, Frankly, and Winview announce okay, a three-way so- combination. So here's, let's give a little bit of background about Torque, and then we can figure out what's happening here. You know, I got to tell you, from my perspective, like I've always talked about this, and there's a lot of things that come across the newswire in esports that basically I would consider, it's not fake news, it's news that it's newsworthy, but it's news because... It looks rosier than it is, mm. but it's not that it's not that rosy. So let's take a look at Torque, for example, and its history. Torque's history originally was Millennial Esports. Yes. Now Millennial Esports opened and they went public in Canada. And I got to tell you, there have been a few esports um, companies that have gone uh, public in Canada, and they're really not worth very much money at this point. Their stock prices went from $17 opening or $20 opening in their initial public offering. They're really now, they're only trading now around $2. That's interesting because the next article we're going to talk about after this is about an esports team also doing that. What are they? I'll go into it later, but we reference this a little bit later as well. Right. So, so what, what, what's the story here? Well, it's a cash grab basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and Winview is uh, this guy, I guess, Rogers coming from the media side. He could be putting investment money into Torque. Torque originally was Millennial Esports. Millennial Esports was like maybe months away from just throwing a towel and becoming bankrupt until they um, replaced um, Alex Eigelman as who was the original founder of Millennial Esports 
and also was involved in Stream Hatchet. They I basically see. removed him, and now and they reformed. Based what happened was Millennial Esports bought um, a game developer company, which was based in France, and that game development company had a contract with Formula One to create a racing game. Okay. Okay. So when those guys came in, um, the guy from the the gaming development company, which if I can't remember the name now, they didn't like Alex. They pushed him out. They got him out of the situation. They they pushed him out. There was conflict. So Alex had to leave, and he stepped down from being CEO, then was chairman of the board, and then he was actually eventually bought out, and they told him, okay, you're done. You're gone. We're going to reformat the whole company because our stock prices are now penny stock, and we're not, you know, and our stock, our, our, our people who invested in us uh, want return on that investment, you know, mm-hmm. and they want the stock price to go up. Since that time, they've been struggling to try to reformat the company. They renamed the company Millennial, not from Millennial Esports to now Torque Esports. Yeah. Uh, I read a couple months ago that in Miami, they were Torque was trying to build an esports um stadium for torque and they were trying to get a two and a half million dollar investment for that wow and then and then this for then this is coming out in the news recently so really what's happening here is a company that's struggling that's looking for a partner to save them from drowning mm-hmm. and this windview company now stepping in and saying you know what we'll bring you will bring in your torque company let's reformat to be a media company and by being a media company, you know, we're going to cover all of our bases and maybe we can increase our stock price because now we're not just an East, another esports company doing esport events and trying to get our game played and become mainstream. Yeah, like, it's a whole media like, company at this point, so it's a little bit broader and probably easier right, so for them to stretch to out just, and manage. Right, they're just trying. So that's the, that's the forest, but that's the tree's you know, through the forest, if you really wanted to put it that way. And that's really what's happening with that company. It's, you know, you got, you'll see a lot more of this kind of stuff come out in the news. Um, but since I know a lot of the backstories of a lot of these companies that, you know, are struggling, another company that's struggling, um, that's also an overall media company whose stock price is not doing so well is Enthusiast Gaming out of Canada too. Really? Um, so their price was opened at seventeen dollars um, for their initial public offering. Now they're trading at around two dollars. So, listen, it's 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 what it's what is it's what happens in a new industry where there's a gold rush. Everybody mm-hmm. wants to run and get involved. It's like everybody's high and there's a big party and everybody's drinking and partying. And the next minute, no, there's like a big hangover. So it's a, it's a, it's a. So when do you think the hangover is going to come into play? Like when do you think that's going to happen? When do you think it's going to be a little bit too much? Well, I think the hangover is beginning. You you already think it's beginning. Yeah, because you're seeing companies like Torque who went public who are now reaching out to another company to form Mm -hmm. a media company. You're going to see a lot more like. Blizzard's going through a lot of uh, changes. A lot of people left. Um, yeah, you know, the president said it was the hardest year he's ever been president they of Blizzard. Hard, right, they had a hard year. Um, uh, esports arena people um, had you know lost an enormous amount of money. Echo Fox but, completely dissolved. 
Echo Fox died. So these are this is what's happening. It's like people are already like feeling the effects of the big party. You know that mm. open like we had a huge. So so like I, like I was mentioning the esports arena, they lost money. Um, the Blizzard also lost money, um, and they're going through some changes. Look what happened with Call of Duty. You know they they tried to make a league out of Call of Duty, and I think Call of Duty it's. A popular game, but it's never been a popular game of people viewing it. It's been more of a popular game of people playing. It. Yeah, it's I think really that's, not, I think that's largely because it's a console game. I I agree. It's probably because it's console. It's not as widely. Um, it hasn't been widely distributed um, like CS:GO. Hmm. CS:GO is much more of a because it's PC based. It's much more international. Um, it's much more widely known. Um, and way more played, I think, in Europe especially than mm. than you know, and and it's a and it's a game that a lot of people. If you wanted to say it's like all right, so they so here's Blizzard's idea. Let's make let's make Call of Duty the the new um, um, a new league, and we'll try to format that the same way that we did Overwatch. Yeah, it's totally different. It's totally different, but on the same on the same level, they're also like. Are they trying? And the question is: Are you trying to like compete with CS:GO? Are you trying to like put yourself in that category? I don't think it's like apples and oranges. It's like two different worlds. And do I, you think I, that I, they I think, are trying to compete with anybody, or do you think they're just trying to become a more regarded esport? Well, I mean, look, I mean, there's been a lot of success with CS:GO in mm. Europe, right? So why wouldn't why couldn't Blizzard make a move in the United States with with Call of Duty? Yeah, I mean, but I I just don't I just don't see that it's you can't really compare the two. And not only that, but it, like you said, it's console PC based, you know, versus PC. So mm -hmm. it's, it's a totally it's, different audience. Yeah. So what's going on here? I I think what you're seeing is a lot of people ordering a lot of drinks, or they did at the party, and they have a lot of crazy ideas because. You know, but now we're feeling the hangover effects of, you know, um, people buying drinks for everybody in the room. Mm -hmm. um, and those being the investors, you know, they're like, oh, I just bought everybody drinks. And now those people are like, thanks for the party. See you later. Yeah. <laughs> you know I mean? it, it's, it's like we, that's what's happening here. It's like, you know, they, they had a great time and people made money, basically cash grabbed money. And what I mean by that is. I'm not saying they stole it. I think that they had intent on getting some return on the investment for these for these venture capitalists. But mm. there are some people that are still at the party, and there are some people that have a good ideas, mm. and they are going to work, and they are going to grow, and they can still continue to party. But those ones that had those bad drinks or drank too much, mm. those are the one, those are the people that are just going to have to leave the party or join the ones that have the better ideas um, and didn't drink as much, but are taking their time. Um, and you're and connecting it back to um, Millennial Esports, which is now Torque Esports, saying that they drank a little bit too much of the Kool-Aid, they're trying to sober yeah. back up, and that's why they partnered with these other companies, Winview and right. Right, Frankly. Right. Well, it, wasn't, it really wasn't Torque's fault. I mean, um, the guy, I think, that is now the CEO of Torque um, had differences with Alex Eigelman, and he's the one that took off. I think his his name is Dennis Cox. I mm -hmm. think I think I think he's the CEO. So he's been trying everything in his power to try to build the company back up, and I I, I have a lot of respect for that. 
Um, but, you know, like I was saying, and uh, you know, we, we were talking about, you know, these VCs not understanding, you know, even what they're buying. Mm-hmm. Um, and that leads us into our other article, which is um, Gambling Industry yeah, so Needs in Esports Education, which you've been doing. Right. So, I, yeah, when I did, when you when I saw that article and I read the article, I was like, okay, who is this guy? Because I've never heard of him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, I, I looked him up and I don't recall his name. But Owen Flanders. Owen Flanders. So... I mean, look, he has a, he's right. I mean, to a certain extent, he's, he is pretty, pretty spot on. But, you know, at the conversation that he's talking about in the interview has already begun. So I think he's a little behind the times and he should educate himself to understand more about the, the progression of where esports wagering and betting is, is heading and where it is currently right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is, it is actually pretty big. In fact, betting on and wagering on esports is actually bigger than the entire ecosystem of esports. Um, I won't throw any numbers out there technically because I'm not exactly sure of them, but they're in the range of a couple billion dollars. Mm. The entire ecosystem is for esports without the wagering is only worth like one or one and a half. I also think there was a broad strokes of investors who thought that it would move a lot quicker than it has. And I, I don't think... I still think esports is growing. I just think it's gonna, it's getting its groove. It's gonna, it's getting its groove because, like, like I said, those people that came to the party that have hangovers now, um, were, were, they bought, they got money invested from venture capitalists that didn't know what they were investing in. Mm-hmm. But those VCs, after they've invested in these companies, are now learning. Hey, you know that wasn't the right idea. So let's get somebody in here. We're gonna. I want my investment back. I want my money back. So I'm going to get somebody in here to sort of figure out how I can cash out and get out of this esports thing and maybe break even with the money I lent or money that I invested or make, make a little money. Mm-hmm. You know, so it is a basically based on education. And like I was saying, the Casino Esports Conference is also integrating cinema now, the cinema industry. Uh, meaning by movie industry, but I'm talking about like the actual physical theaters yeah. that you go out and watch a movie. Like, how can they leverage their brick and mortars to start having like, like local watch stuff? parties and things like that? Yeah, but I mean, <clears throat> and, view- and viewings and, and viewing parties and stuff because they have everything there. They have the screens, they have the food. It would be, you know, for them to do that, it would be really cool. So, that's actually happened. I've seen it very in in small little, little tiny bits and pieces of theaters around. Really? The yeah, I have seen it um, locally in New Jersey. I've seen it once or twice. Interesting. But, but but it's the overall industry as a whole that still needs to be educated on how to market to the to these esport um, you know uh, cultures and communities and what they can do with it. You know, what What can you do with a viewing party? Can you also have a cosplay contest? Can you, you know, bring in some indies and a little bit, maybe some booth spaces? Mm. You know, with that, I mean, what Almost like a mini with? convention while you're there as well. Exactly, mm-hmm. just for the night. You know, just for the night. Just come Make it a whole night. community event. Right, right. Which So there's creative things that they could do, but I don't even think they know where to begin. Mm. So... We're gonna we're gonna try to educate cinema. Then there's also the talks. And and when I say that, I mean you know we're not gonna have a whole, you know, like seminar. Uh, 
we're not having like an entire day devoted to cinema. We'll I'll have like two or three day, two or three talks. Yeah, uh, that are what do you think is appropriate? It. Right, and then and you then can have side conversations possible. and network. Right. So with and then we're doing college esports stuff. Um, we're going to have only two panel talks that have already been placed in the agenda to talk, to talk more about college integration and the ecosystem in esports as a whole. So the the CEC. We really don't want to call it the Casino Esports Conference anymore. We really want to call it the CEC because CEC can stand for Casino Esports Conference, Collegiate Esports Conference, Mm, (laughs) Cinema cinema Esports Conference. Conference. Yeah, so we're we're playing with the with the letters C three E, and we're sort of expanding beyond the gambling realm, but and and the casino realm. But they're they are the main. They're the main show. Yeah, I like uh, that. That's cool. But there are but there are little branches that are sort of beginning to s- sort of uh, mm-hmm. bud, so to speak, um, for for other industries. And I think that the guy that wrote that article, um, you know, I I think I contacted him on LinkedIn today, and I actually invited him to come to the CEC to learn a little more. And I think that's but, great. But that's the thing, you know, you do get a lot of people who get um, some spotlight in the news in the media and a lot of people make a lot of noise but it's like what what is it that you're really trying to accomplish yeah, they don't are, really you, know. are, are, are you doing it in a responsible way that you're going to be earning and making money for the future as far as the is business of esports is concerned i mm-hmm. mean vcs and people who are lending money um and trying to get their money out um, because they're seeing, you know, they're, they got in, they got knee deep, their money's in, it's locked in, and now I want my money out. So that brings, I think, to the, us to the next article, which is, you know, about that, um, about the, um, the esports team in Europe that wants to... Uh, they're, yeah, they're, it's a Danish esports team, and they're looking to initial... It's called IPO, Initial Public Offering. So essentially they're crowdfunding and opening up and becoming public. Well, that's, that's, that makes perfect sense because if you think about it, um, what's the name of the team again? The name of this team, Astralis. Astralis. I heard that Astralis is like one Astralis of the, Group. Yes, Astralis Group is one of the top CSGO teams in the... In Europe, yeah, that's what they say here. Right, so they got a good, they got a good thing going, mm. and, and you know, but are they leveraging their 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 team, Astralis, with merchandise? Are they leveraging their team through YouTube and streaming and media and sponsorships? I don't know, but they could look at it this way. Astralis has investors. They have people who invested in them. Mm. Those investors are saying, okay, you know what? I've invested a lot of money into your company, into your esports team. I want I want out. What can we do? Well, they want to get out. They can't. So when you go public, sometimes it's like we can't have another round of um, – of, of, of capital. We're, we can't go through another Series A or Series B or Series C of, of raising more capital for our team or or um, the people that are currently the investors because that's what happens. In, in companies, you have a Series A or you have your seed money and then those people who have seed money get bought out by the Series A investors 
and then Serie A investors get bought out by the Series B investors, and eventually, over three years' time, minimum, the company starts making money. Mm. Like you know, like um, Team Liquid, that actually they're making money, but they're making money on merchandising, sponsorship, streaming. They're using all of their ways to make money. They're embedded uh, in the ecosystem, right? So they're they're sort of leveraging their team to make that. Uh, reality and sort of bring back the value of the company so that the person holding the stock papers who owns five or six percent of that company is saying okay well now my 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 percentage is worth more and that makes this that makes the, the venture capitalist happy because he knows at any time he can cash out and there's money in the investment that he can just cash out and say i want my money back because i want to get out yeah For whatever on good terms but then there's all these vcs that are like oh man I gave you my money. Now you know my 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 value of what I own in your company isn't worth anything because it's not making money. The the leaders are not good. This this Astralis company in 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 where is it? In, They're Danish. Where is it? So is that Denmark? Danish. Yeah, Denmark. Okay. So the Denmark they're not happy with the way that they're running the company. Mm. So what's the next step? Well, if you want to get rid of all your investors, you go public. Go public, which is set for the 9th, December 9th, so we'll know more about it after that. Right, and then once it goes public, what do we have? Well, you can have a stock that stays at its initial public offering of $17 a share, or whatever it is, marks, Danish marks, or whatever, and then it may fall over a year's period to $2 or 2 marks a share, or it might just stay steady. It's all about, you know, what happens. But the reason why a company is going to go public is because there's a lot of investors. They've gone through series A, B, and C. And now these investors are like, I want out. You need to go public. I want my money back. And that's really what happens is that the VCs, they get their money back plus interest or plus more. And then they're good, or they can just turn their money over and say, "I want to buy stock," and they own, they still own a piece of the company, but they own public stock. So there's like, these are all ways that like how I see the big hangover happening. It's all people getting real with what's happening in esports. It's all people getting real with getting down to the real business of it and saying, you know, I've had enough. I want to cash out, or you know, having another uh, a bright idea and moving forward with something else. But all these ideas that are going to be moving forward are going to be way, the investors are going to be way more careful in what they pick and choose to invest in moving forward. Because, listen, the party happened in 2015 and 2016, 2017, 2018. Everything was like crazy you know with the echo fox and this and that and all. i mean everything was like there was everything was being founded yeah and now it's getting serious because the money's getting serious if you go to a tournament now there's you know there's upwards of like 30 million dollars being given away at any given time over a year's period yeah. or more so it's we're talking big bucks and when you talk big bucks you're talking people who want to have responsibility they want accountability to all the investment that they're making that's they should. and that's and that's fair and they should right so it's it's, it's as much as like the industry as much as the culture of video gaming and esports doesn't want big business 
unfortunately, big business pushed itself in. It's yeah. here. So there's nothing we can do about it except, you know, ride the wave. <laughs> Try to figure it out with them. Right, exactly. But, I mean, other than that, you know, um, there's a lot of positive things happening. Um, you know, I always, I always seem to sort of slam on all the all the great news that comes out through the wire. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, because, you know, no, I want to be you know, you, It's good to have you because you see the behind-the-scenes action, so it's not just a fluff piece on Esports Observer. It's, okay, that sounds great, but this is what it really looks like behind the door, and that's what right. our listeners need. They need to know what's actually going on because, as you said, it was a big party where the numbers were inflated and everybody was hyped to get on board, and now a few years have passed and the investment money isn't really being paid back, and... The big question is, how are we making money? Right. And I, I, I was even saying, before I even started this podcast years ago, I would say to people in esports, I'd say, you know, there's going to be a day of reckoning with all these VCs giving out money into esports and investing in it. They're going to want their money back. They're yes. going to want to see a return on that. So it's, it's, it's beginning to happen. So, you know, it's like, you know, last last call for alcohol. Yeah, <laughs> last call for esports investment. Yeah, so it's 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 a it's a matter of time before you know we all sober up and figure out how to do things in a proper way that is much more accountable moving forward. And I, I and but I say again, there's a lot of positive things that happen. Um, you know, in esports, I think. You know, um, in video gaming, I, I I just see there's there's a lot of future in so many ways. I think the college levels are just such a positive, awesome thing. I mean, can you imagine, guys? I mean, already it's happening. I mean, it's already been happening since I don't know 2015, or if not earlier, where people have been getting scholarships to college to play. Yeah, to play I think Tesco was the real like big name behind that. And that's like what really made it explode. Right. So I think that there's a big future again in esports. And I mean, I read, I think, in uh, in the article that they interviewed the guy who didn't know that there was an educational platform called the, the CEC, um, that in 2024, the Olympics is going to have esports. I think they is were that saying confirmed? What's that? Is that confirmed? That's what he said. That's what the guy said in the article. So, I mean, listen. I think that was just a rumor. I don't think that was ever confirmed. I don't know whether it was confirmed or not confirmed, but you know what? If it did happen, it would be great for esports. It would be great. Yeah, it will be a medal event in 2022 in the Asian Games. In the Asian Games. Well, go figure. Asian Games. I mean, it's big. It's huge there. So, it'll probably be bigger than anything else, you know? So, bigger than, like, the... um, Bigger than like the the relay races and everything else. So and Intel looks actually, like it's hosting it, it, which is interesting. I think it should be. I think, I really think it should be featured during the winter games, not the summer games. It would make more sense as a winter sport. I guess it could be either. Maybe it'll be in both. Could be. Could be. But anyway, um, so like I said, I think there's a bright future. There's a lot of po- positive things that are coming out. A lot of more bright people. That are going to be more responsible, and you know, the, the, and I'm not saying that the people that started the companies like Echo Fox and stuff like that were irresponsible. I just think well, that I got messy. Great, they're yeah, a rare they, they, case. 
Right. They had they're a very rare case, but and again, I don't think Blizzard was trying to be irresponsible. They were trying to earn money for their company. Mm. So you know, they started the Overwatch League. Does the Overwatch League? You know, if you compared it to Dota 2, does it stand up? Not really. I mean, come on, it's a it's a great it's a great game. People love it, but does it have the kind of following that they have? You know, for for CS:GO, for Dota 2. Um, I'm so biased, and I think that their following is actually pretty big. It is. I'm not. Saying, I'm not going to deny it. It's it's one of the top five at least. But mm-hmm. I'm saying it's like it's it's. It also isn't as old. It's so new. Overwatch. Right, it's over. It's new, and it's, it takes its time. I know you're biased towards it, and that's okay. But <laughs> I, I mean, am. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, Hearthstone is 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 a great game too. Um, but why don't they make a league from that? You know, I I don't know. I mean, it, it, why aren't they selling? You know, um, well, why aren't they yeah, selling? they just have their world their world cup and things like that. Maybe so, they will eventually. I think Hearthstone definitely isn't as popular as a spectator sport. It's definitely not as exciting. Oh, definitely not. But you know, I mean, if you're, in, you know, I mean, I was the other day. I was flipping channels and I was watching. Uh, um, was it the World Poker Tour? Or it was a poker. It was a poker uh, competition mm-hmm. on ESPN. And I'm like, oh my god, I'm so bored. I, I, I just, I couldn't even watch it. I was like flipping out. But. You know, I could be more inter- in, interested in Hearthstone because Hearthstone is like, you know, it, it is based, it's so skilled and people, you know, there's much more imagination when you're dealing with Hearthstone, you know, yes. um, than, than poker, than street poker. So, I don't know. I mean, it's a cool game, I think. Um, but then again, so is Overwatch and so are a lot of the other games. But I just think that there's, a, like I said, there's a lot of growth. There's a lot of future. Uh, but the but the articles that we read, the ones that we would discuss today about uh, Torquey Sports um, and then combining and becoming a media company based in the media, it's it's really it's great news to hear because it's more. I'm not going to slam them, but I'm saying it's much more of them becoming more accountable for being a reputable esport company and trying to build their business. And I give them all the credit for that. But there is a back story to every story and that's what i'm saying is that as esports evolves there'll be what more and more of these companies that have to reformat themselves refigure themselves so they can be accountable to their investors i agree yeah well it was uh it was great talking to you tonight i i hope our listeners got some some information the truth i think this was one of our best ones i think it was very informative and had a lot of like hot topics yeah you always talk you always say that jen though yeah that's true <laughs> i'm also biased on that i'm biased on blizzard <laughs> and our podcast right but i honestly think that uh we we had a, we had a, um no it's, it's good to be i i like to always be real and be truthful and and that's what i try to do because there's a lot of fluffy stuff out there it's all fluff there's so much fluff and i think people do want to hear the truth and the behind the scenes shit yeah it's real i'm here to tell i that's what i want to do i want to i want to break the myths and and they're not myths they're just sort of like you know yeah they're fluffy and we have to sort of wade through that fluff so if if our our listeners or investors or something like that, um, and and they wanna they want the truth, they can always call you or I and direct or want to come on our show if they have questions. 
but uh, hopefully, oh, I think in the future we're gonna have a, we're gonna we have some guests that I'm trying to line up, so we'll we'll bring them on soon. But uh, we'll be announcing that in the next podcast, I guess, or maybe we'll have that guest in the next podcast. Okay, I look forward to it. Me too. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And Ari, you have a good night. You too. Thanks, Jen. See Thank you. In two you. Weeks.